0: You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G. and John the Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. Welcome to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast. Uh, my name is Vincent Graham or Vince G., whatever you want to call me. And I'm here with John the Seagram. How are you doing today?
1: How is it going, man? I am a little tired today, to be honest with you. Trying to keep up with some 21-year-olds yesterday. Oh. <laughs> a little <laughs> celebration with my family, but, you know, I'm going to pull through this one. I'm going to show that I can still hang and be cool, man. <laughs> be the cool cousin who has a podcast and uh, can party with the with the youngins.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're feeling it today, aren't you? A little bit. <laughs> How about you, man? <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. Just, you know work man we work too much i i was thinking the other day we work probably 80 percent of our lives and the rest <laughs> the, the other 20 percent, we get to spend with family and enjoy things right oh
1: man the worst is like i don't remember the numbers but there's a like stati- statistic where it's like how much hours you spend like commuting to work and i was like man oh, yeah. that's so depressing but i also thought that too but one time i thought i spend more time like at work than i do with my family like by the time you come home, yeah. you only have a couple of hours to go to bed. But you're there eight hours a day with these people, you know. Well, now I work from home. I'm just by myself all day. But
0: and mostly it's, it's usually people you don't even like, right? I yeah. mean my job is pretty good, I'm happy we were there, but you know, I've been at some jobs where it's like, man, I don't even want to be here with you people. Yeah. I don't care what the weather's like today, Mary.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, but, today we go ahead. I'll uh, say, so yeah, but I guess what us through the day man is to be able to listen to some music on the drive home and to be able to talk about that's
0: it man. you know even at work i have my um you know a little headphone in and i'm listening to music usually or something so yeah <laughs> yeah man um music that's what this show is all about and last week or actually it was two weeks ago because we're kind of we slacked one week but that's okay yeah. <laughs> that's okay you know we, we deserve a little break but um we did our 60s show where we had the mc5 and um Simon and Garfunkel uh, you know what why, why I, I stumbled there is because I, every time I think <laughs> I'm Garfunkel I'm thinking Crosby stills in there I don't know why so that was our 60s show and this week is our is properly last week I titled it that 60 show so this one is proper that 70s show yeah you know, gotta we do it gotta do it the <laughs> but um yeah, um, we picked a couple, which your pick for me was a was very surprising. Yeah, me. I, mean, I, I figured. I didn't see you even <laughs> knowing Go ahead and let me
1: know what you picked. So it's funny that you say that, you know, that how it was so surprising to you because it was surprising to me because I was kind of doing the same thing I did for the 60s. I was playing stuff on shuffle and kind of just, let me see what's in the 70s realm and what I want to play. And then, you know, um, and then so I chose – bill withers um just as i am the reason why i chose it was because for me it was that um uh, super trap moment where i was like wow i didn't realize he sung these songs like i didn't know he was the one that did you know ain't no sunshine you know and so yeah. much more too like he's in some uh really huge songs and i was like man one of those guys i just i just was not educated enough to know <laughs> that it was him right. and then like it was just really great you know and then like um I was cracking up because um, Gra- Grandma's Hands is such a big song. and um, yeah. But it's funny because I'm like, I hear it, and then I was like, I like the way you work it, no diggity. <laughs> 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 but I'm like, listen to him, like, dude, this is such a beautiful song about his grandma and how, like, he wants to, like, you know, like, he just misses her, like, her touch and her feel and this mm-hmm. and that. But they turned it into, I like the way you work it, no diggity. Like, that's so <laughs> fucked up,
0: <laughs> So inappropriate for yeah. grandma.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so sorry, it's jumping way
0: further than I was supposed to, but Bill Withers, just as I am, 1971. All right. And then my choice for this week was, so if we're going to go in the 70s, and you know what? Let me look at this real quick and make sure that this is actually in the right This era. 76, is 76, yeah. 76, okay. This is uh, Stevie Wonder, and the album is Songs in the Key of Life yep songs in the key of life um i'm not going to get into why i picked it yet because we don't do that yet but <laughs> i just thought that this was a great um record to bring and to pair it with bill withers it's similar but really kind of far apart they're they're two different um in the same genre uh but they're they're way different if you listen to these two albums
1: yeah i couldn't agree more with that because I, I was listening to the albums again today and i kind of thought the same thing like they're close but they're still very different you know what i mean like in a sense where you kind of um almost get uh different moods from it you know like different uh, times you want to play it but right. um i was glad you chose this because i know my cousin eric who's been on the podcast before and hopefully we have him on again um he was um he got he was like always talking about showing us how he bought new stevie record steve records stevie wonder records you know, and he was like, I was like, wow, like, you know, I've always heard he's really amazing. I know a lot of songs, you know, of course, he's huge. He's, he's Stevie Wonder, yeah. but I never like really uh, dove into any of his his albums and kind of checked it out. And I've been meaning to. Um, but so this was like,
0: on this one, I kind of tasked you with something that's a little harder too because this is a, like a double album. Yeah. And it's a lot of different styles in this album. 21 songs. Let's jump into I think this was. one. You know, so yeah. we're,
1: we're already on it. Let's jump into this one. Okay. Yeah, so 21 songs, man. Um, you know, I was, at first, you know, I always look at the listing, I'm like, oh, man, do I want to listen to this many songs? Why does Vince <laughs> do this to me all the time? <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, it goes by quick to me. I thought, you know, it really didn't feel like a double album to me. Um, you know, like, the songs are are lengthy too it's not like it's a short album you know it's not it's like a punk album but like you know they're lengthy songs but they're you know man they're smooth that's all i can say dude so smooth and they, they just sound really good
0: yeah and you know the reason why i brought this one um up was um growing up right so everyone has that story of like music when you're young some people didn't get into music when they're young some people waited till much later in life to get some people never really get into music and i don't understand those people and how their brains work but (laughs) um this was something that i remember hearing as a little little child right Uh so this came out years a couple you know years before i was born and my parents loved stevie wonder like whether it was his later stuff or this one which is kind of like kind of one of his earlier works I just remember this music, and it's kind of like you might want to say, like you said before, like the Beatles is kind of like the soundtrack of your childhood, right? Yeah. You always, always play in the house. And... Yeah. This one is like a part of the soundtrack of my childhood, I feel like. And these songs, whether I hear them um, once a week or, you know, it goes by months I've heard them, I put them on, and I get a good feeling. It just gives puts me in a good spot, you know? Yeah. And then when I started really, really getting into collecting vinyl, um, I went and I looked for this record and then I went and got the Japanese version of this <laughs> record with, with the um, Japanese booklet and the ob stripe on it. Like I, 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 I bid on it, you know, on eBay yeah. and I finally won it Damn. and I got it. And it's you got to try getting one of those um, uh, Japanese vinyls because they have a different sound, really? less bass. It, but the clarity is tremendous on those on those records. That's crazy. Because they, they, yeah, they use different um, they use different vinyl for one, and then I think the way they um, they tune w- uh, when before they make their records over there, yeah. they just tune it different, and it's for more clarity.
1: Oh, it's really damn! Crazy. I never knew that. I did. Yeah. I mean, I guess I know there's always regulations and changes to every country, but I mean, I never thought about vinyl. Like I just figured you press some vinyl and just ship them out. No.
0: It's much different. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I only have two records that are, you know, ob from Japan, and it's this one, um, Stevie Wonder, and then I have the Super Tramp Breakfast in America. And oh, that's you right, gotta yeah. Come over. Yeah, come over and check it out. I'll just put it on yeah. and listen. You, you'll be able to see. You're a, a sound guy anyway, so yeah. you, you'd you be able to see the difference right away. I'll bring mine over, then
1: we'll, we'll A and B them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: so um, I, that's why I brought this to your attention and, like, a lot of these songs... Um, were big hits, and then there's some that were l- really less known songs, but they still are great songs.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I was, I was listening through it, and then you know, of course, you, there's a lot of hits on this on this album. Um, you know, of course, like uh, Sir Duke, um, mm-hmm. I Wish, uh, Isn't She Lovely? You know, what I mean, and it's you know so funny, man, because like um, a lot of this stuff, I just listen to, and I just think of. Um, I used to watch Fresh Prince a lot when I was younger. <laughs> And then, right. like, I remember he was on an episode, you know, like, on Fresh Prince. And I just, like, his voice kind of just reminds me of the episode. I don't know why it takes me back to that all the time. <laughs> but um, I thought, though, I was kind of messed up that he, you know, ripped off Coolio. You know, that was that, that was kind of cheap of him. <laughs> but, <you
0: know. laughs> yeah. At least he didn't put his, you know, do the crazy Coolio break. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, yeah, out, too. I was like, dude, like, you know, like, that's such a, like, but it's funny because, you know, gangster's paradise is such a huge song you know and i I even like that song too but i was like wow this is really good you know like pastime paradise and i was like
0: yeah like was
1: just so cool like to hear it and stuff and then like you know get a little history (laughs) of where shit comes from but yeah i was tripping out because this is his 18th studio album and then i also was reading that he was about to quit music before this came out that's crazy yeah, he yeah. said that he wanted to go to Ghana and take care of like uh, disabled children and he was ready to quit. And then the um label came out and was like gave him like this huge deal and he did this album and it's like and it's like one of the best out al- like it's like you know uh I think he got the Grammy of uh, album of the year and you know like, like dude, dude yeah. just knows how to pull, you know, great music out? Like he can't just not not do bad <laughs> or not do good music.
0: Right, right. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it because I was a little bit because um, this this whole episode is something so different from anything that we normally would do, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, especially funny
1: too because, like you said, like uh, me choosing Bill Withers, where you know you're probably expecting like some Metallica or you know or like something like Sepultura or whatever. You know, they're back. You know, seventies, eighties. I think. I think late. No, 70s, well, eighties, but, but not seventies. Sure, yeah, but. Um, yeah, it was really cool, man, to like be able to like listen to this album um, in full. Like I said, I've been I've been wanting to listen to some Stevie Wonder, so that was it was really good for me, man. And then, very cool. I, I what I liked about, like I said too, it's like, I, I like I wanted to hate it, you know, just to be different on the <laughs> podcast. And I really had that urge of like I'm gonna try to find something wrong in this, and I, I just want to be different. And I don't want to act like I'm just loving it because it's Stevie Wonder. But it's actually really good, man. It's just smooth, soulful. You know, that's all I can like, – words I can really choose for it. But, yeah, I love the, yeah. um, the feel. If there's anything – go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: I'm just I, saying. Yeah, I love the man, or whatever. <laughs> um, you, you don't know when the person's done talking. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's just like uh, – I just love the, the feel, the vibe you get from it. That's all I'm saying.
0: Got you. I was going to say, if there's any complaint I would have about this album, I feel like it does go on too long. I feel like it's, it's four sides, right? I think it has enough to fill three sides. I feel like there's a couple <laughs> of songs on there that are just like, eh, you know. Yeah. But I really, really like um, this, the, the first song, Love is in Need of Love today. Yeah. It's it's a long song, but it's just so good. And then it goes from there to have a talk with God, vid- uh, Village Ghetto Land. Just like perfection on the first couple sides and then knocks me off my feet. Uh, me and my wife chose that for... Um, our wedding song oh nice that's yeah so that that has a special meaning um yeah joy inside my tears great album Uh, i don't know number 14 on here it's he sings in spanish i don't know what he says but it's it's (laughs) even a good song but i don't know what he's saying on there
1: (laughs) i don't know either You
0: should know, man. <laughs> I wish,
1: man. I need to learn some. I need get some Rosetta Stone. or ask my wife to translate. I was, <laughs> I was always do like I have like a Spanish a uh, Los Lobos record and like there's one song I love on it and I always tell her like all right tell me what they're saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would suck if it was like the worst message. They're just being totally <laughs> and that's, racist. That's
1: what I thought the first time too. I was like, oh man, like I wonder what they're saying. It's like a. Uh, 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 that band Brujedia, I don't know if you heard that uh, Yeah, yeah. But, like They all speak in Spanish, sing in Spanish and stuff And then uh, I had friends in high school Be like, hey, what are they saying? They're like, oh, you don't want to know <laughs> It's like so horrible It's pretty bad Yeah, and it's all about like Murder and rape and kill <laughs> It's like, uh Like I just oh, listen God. to the music Yeah, and I'm like, slow <laughs> so sorry I should not be like Screaming this when I'm, <laughs> when I'm Driving and shit
0: all right, well, that's gonna bring us into your pick. So, what you kind of you know touched on it, but um, this Bill Withers album, like, what? Why did you pick this one? Yeah, pretty much. You know, kind of what I said earlier. It's just it when I
1: found out, um, you know, like the how much hits he's actually done already. You know, it's kind of surprising it, and then but also like listening, like I was, I was kind of like, okay, cool. Like I'm gonna this is in 1971. It's in our, round, our, our genre. And then um, I, I um, listened to the album all the way through. And then it was—it's a short album. It's kind of—it goes by really fast too. But um, yeah. man, like, there's a lot of songs that were just so good. Like he's just a little more bluesier. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, I gotta find the track listing. Um, but like the. Last one, the last song on the album. Um, Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead, yeah. I was like, oh, man. Like, that's so, like. Moaning
0: and groaning. Th- it, those are two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, uh, um, hope she'll be happier. Like, it's just, like, that, like, dark, bluesy feel where you're kind of just, you know, like, it reminds me of, like, um, like the Beatles on the White Album. They have that, that one song, um, Your Blues. You know, it's just, like, a mm-hmm. dark, like, song about, like, how, you're just a piece of shit, you know, like you're going down a hole, but you know, you yeah. want better for people or whatever. You're like, ah, oh, like, like, Wizzy, he's like an alcoholic. And then he wants his wife to be better with the kids when they, when they, when he, she leaves him. And I don't know, it just gets like a good, like, um I don't know. Like sometimes it's good to listen to something so dark. And so, you know, like, but then he, the mm-hmm. way he sings it, if you didn't listen to the lyrics, you would just, you just think, Oh man, this is like, you know, it's a groovy song. It's, you know, it's, it's really right. nice. It's a good song. i thinking in the words, you're like, oh, wow. I see what the message she's trying to put out there. That's pretty trippy.
0: Yeah. And I mentioned before that this album is similar to the Stevie wonder, but different. And I think you just kind of nailed it on the head right there. It's the bluesier, um, bluesier, more dark element of it. Yeah. Where the Stevie wonder is more R and B and bright happiness you know so they're kind of a different spectrum yeah um as far as this record when you told me about it i was like bill withers like you know it songs here and there were played throughout my childhood for my parents you know of course everyone knows ain't no sunshine that's like the one song that everyone would know off of this album another fresh Prince Um, of
1: ballet reference too they play that song
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then you know as i listened to it i was like oh i've heard pretty much all these songs before, you know? Oh, really? Um, and I, yeah, so it's not that... I, I don't think they actually played this album, but just... Because my dad used to play a lot of 45s when I was young. Oh, so yeah. he probably had a lot of these songs on the 45s, and then he'd flip it over and play the B-side, yeah. which would have another one of these tracks on it, right? Um, Grandma's Hands is a classic. That oh, yeah. To me, that's probably the best song on the album. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that song is, like, really touching,
1: too, man. You're just, like, when you listen to it, and you're just like, wow, that's... Man, I could... Dedicate that to you know my grandma, yeah. you know it's just, that feeling. So uh, it was really cool, like that, to put out. But I said it's just weird. that's <laughs> no
0: dignity. No dignity. I feel like on this album, if because I'm gonna say I liked it, I definitely liked the album. Um, if I had any complaints, there would be two. One, I feel like since this was his debut album, I feel like he had probably. 75 percent tracks that that he needed to to make a complete killer album and the other 25 percent were just like Mm. they're okay they weren't bad but they were okay and then i did not like the cover of let it be on here i just don't like
1: it i wasn't a fan either i was kind of like because i was just playing it through and kind of like playing some video games or something at the first time and i was like this is let it be but it's not a good cover of it <laughs> like you can tell he's like trying to do it but it's not really working you know i feel like it just didn't yeah. come together the way it should have
0: that's part of the 25 for me uh the part that that i didn't think was top notch yeah, but really I, yeah i can't complain about anything on this album really except for that and it feels like towards the end it kind of drops off a little bit but I think that's just because, like I said, he had about 75% of the album um, perfected. And maybe if they spent a little more time on the rest, it would have been perfect. Yeah,
1: I think it's, I think I like how they closed off with Better Off Dead, I feel. But it, it was weird because it, it's, it kind of just ends, you know, with the gunshots and you're like, it was a nice song. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, it's over. <laughs> you know? And then, but that's kind of like, um, that's what I felt for me. I was waiting for at least one more song. Like, usually I like a good closer of an album to be something kind of a little bit longer, epic, and slower, you know, kind of like you feel like it's a closing of an album. Um, I, I didn't feel like that was a, a closing song.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> okay, so let's finish this great episode off. I really enjoyed talking about the these two albums, like, from the 70s. I, you know, it's really cool because we don't ever get into this kind of stuff. But I had a thought, and it was like, this question I want to pose right now is really – is there somebody, because uh, let me give you the backstory. Um, we always have talked about like different bands, like, oh, I've never really got into them or whatever. I never give them a, a listen or I I never could, can really, um, I never really liked their music when I heard it, but you never heard the whole thing, right? Yeah. So recently I picked up, because um, I listen to audiobooks sometimes when I'm driving also not just music. And Dave Grohl has an audiobook It's called The Storyteller. And he just really goes, back into his history from growing up in Virginia all the way up until now. Well, I haven't finished yet, but whatever. And um, I know me and you both on the show have said that we never really got into Foo Fighters (laughs) and never really got into it much. But listening to the book, I went to his back catalog and what he did when he started, like he was a part of a punk band scream, which I never knew. I didn't know that. So I went on amazon music and i listened to the albums that he was on and i was like man these are freaking awesome albums he was the drummer for scream and i I i'm not a big punk guy and this is it's not totally punk like when you think punk you know it's a little different in my opinion yeah but he has two albums with them and both of them i loved. and then you know listening to the the first couple foo fighters i was like pretty good you know i went ahead and i bought the foo fighters greatest hits on vinyl oh. and i've been listening to it and, and really getting in, into them and really appreciating them more for the talent in that band because i really you know always just would hear like um my hero and you know everlong over and over and i <laughs> you over, get tired of that.
1: Yeah. right
0: and so i listened to the other tracks and i was like man this guy and this band they're really talented and So I I gave them a a listen, and I liked it. So I was thinking, are there any bands that you feel like that where you never really gave them a listen, but you might, if you try, you know, like them. You never know. Well, uh, that's kind of with Foo Fighters, too.
1: Like, just to jump in, I'll I'll, uh, say my pick, too. But, like, with uh, Foo Fighters, I actually do like the very first album. I had that one when it came out, you know, and I was a Mm -hmm. fan of it. Um, It's funny because I have a song uh, that I wrote, And then when I wrote it, I was like, man, this sounds like something. And then the more I thought about it, there's a song on the first album called uh, For All the Cows. For All the Cows. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's what it sounds like. And then I was like, uh, and I kind of like realized, I remember when I realized it, when I was writing it and like kind of like figuring it out, my my demo versions of it was called For All the Towels. Because I (laughs) I knew it sounded just like it. So I was like, whatever. So then I kind of did it and then i released my my album and stuff and then uh, my friend one day was like he sent me that song he's like hey this sounds like your song and i was like oh you you got it <laughs> you figured it out but it, that was one of those things where like i didn't i haven't heard the album in years you know like when it came out i listened to it a lot and then i never really heard it again but like um that was kind of like something too i was like wow that's actually a pretty good album like the you know the first song like like was it big me or something but yeah uh, yeah it's like that's a really good song that pops in my head like at least once every couple of days you know but um yeah other than that after that i never really listened to foo fighters i I what about um
0: the second album with monkey wrench that's like their best song to me
1: oh you know i i I didn't really get into the album but i probably that's probably something like like, i I, probably enjoy that's like when they got like pat smear right like yeah he was here's even the first or no he wrote the first album himself yeah and then so, but yeah, um, I like Pat Spear, He's funny, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's when I started like, and they did the whole like Mentos commercial video and, you know, it's right. kind of like, ah, they're getting gimmicky and they're kind of whatever. I think that's what got me out of it. Um, a band though, where I think where I need to give them time. It's funny. Um, I just got into as I lay dying barely and they're like amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, dude, and then right, I got to them, They broke up and I was like, but um yeah i think like another like um what's it like another group this like stevie wonder was one of them where i've always wanted to get into i never did um man i just feel like there's so like it's hard to think right now because there's always so many groups where people always tell me about them like hey man like give us in this but i just i never give it a chance you know like right
0: I don't know. And then everybody always thinks these groups, they're like, everyone talks about, like, this is the best thing ever, yeah. and you've never given it a chance. So that's c- kind of how I felt with Foo Fighters. And um, yeah, everyone, I, everyone I,
1: always talks about Chicano Batman, and I just think the name's so fucking stupid that I what can't. What is it? Chicano Batman? I've never even heard of that. People are always telling me you need to listen to Chicano Batman. I'm like, that's the stupidest <laughs> fucking name I ever heard in my life, and I don't even want to give him a chance because the name's so stupid. But then it I listen to Corn so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Limp Biscuit. Limp
1: Biscuit. That's <laughs> funny. You know, guys, I don't know why lately Corn's been in my head a lot. Yesterday, uh, <laughs> was, my wife would be mad for telling the story, but yesterday I was like, oh man, throw some corn for some reason. We're getting ready to leave. And then, so I throw on "Life Is Peachy" and I, you know, I was like, she's like getting ready, and I put my speakers up a little loud because if you guys know, "Life Is Peachy" it starts off. Rap at her. Yeah. <laughs> she got all freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> she got so scared; it was so funny, man. I was laughing so hard. But yeah, that's a good album if you want to scare someone.
0: You know, and on that Dave Grohl book, something funny I just wanted to bring out real quick. And it kind of leads into another question. We're doing two questions this time. But um, he tells a story on there about how they got, speaking of corn, it reminded me, they got slotted to fill in for corn on (laughs) Ozfest, And he was, at first they were going to turn it down, but he was like, well, let's just do it. And he was so scared. He's like, they're going to destroy us. He's all, you know, they're filling in for corn, first of all, and then they were playing right after Pantera. (laughs)
1: What year is Like, how many albums deep it 98, I think. <laughs> yeah.
0: He said he was, like, backstage, he's going through, like, he says, okay, let's go through the catalog. Let's find things that are the hardest things we have. And <laughs> the word loving them. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. And that leads a question, like, have you ever been to a concert where a band that was on, say, a, like a concert with a bunch of bands, right? And somebody just did not fit in on that bill.
1: Oh, God. Um you know what's funny? Um, I saw Pearl Jam when I was younger. That was like when, I want to say like Yield, before Yield, maybe Vitology around there. It was I was young, man. And then we saw Pearl Jam, but uh, Tenacious D opened up. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily we seen them and we knew who they were, you know? But like, yep. we, th- we thought it was funny because we know they're a joke band or whatever. But, dude, people were like booing them. <laughs> we were like so angry that they were there. And I was like, oh, man, no one gets it, man. This thing is deep. But that was something where it was like, it was like, was a, it was weird. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing here with Pro
0: Gym? I didn't right?
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, it was cool. But also I was still like, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, this is right. And then I saw one thing, one band who should should not have worked but did was, I saw Primus with Slayer. Uh, mm. But Primus, dude, like, like you said about Dave Grohl. They played all their old heavy stuff. Like it was all like the heaviest stuff they had. They didn't play one thing where you're like, oh, it's gonna be like you know, like kind of weird or whatever. Like it was just all the, dun 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 dun. Like, (laughs) but it was awesome, man. Like it's cool because I've seen Primus a few times, but that show was like so cool to me because they played all the heavy stuff and you can feel that bass just hit you know hit your chest the whole entire time. It's amazing.
0: Two I could think of that were kind of weird and some people might think it worked, but I didn't. When I saw Tool in Vegas and the Melvins opened up for them. Oh, yeah. I remember. You. I like the Melvins, but it just, the two things to me didn't didn't click. And it's weird because um, Buzz Melvin, I think that's his name, the guitar player, singer, he comes out and he play, He came out that night and then he played on um, one of the songs with Tool as well. So, oh, okay. I guess they're good friends whatever, but it just kind of didn't work for me. And then the other was um, anytime when I, cause I, I'm a big ice cube fan, but like when he, which was it on family values? Yeah. Yeah. Where he, he was in, it just, the energy in the crowd kind of changed where everybody was like, kind of, I don't know. It was different.
1: Yeah. But I felt like he was really it, trying to push like the, today was a good day. Like the, like the hits, he tried to do like the heavier stuff, you know, like with, that's when yeah. he did that song with, um, on the next Friday soundtrack, right? Or Friday soundtrack. Yeah. And then, like he was like really like pushing the like those the heavier like bounce beats. But it was I cool. enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was just, cool. But it was weird. Yeah, it was a little out there, you know, especially with like the lineup with you can't have like Rumstein
0: and Ice Cube. <laughs> and then there's another show and I think you were there with me. I don't remember who was on that show, but we went it was somewhere on Hollywood Boulevard one time. But what's that band Uh, I think they play Sky, and they have that the singer. She's a a girl, but she's real huge. She's like a giant. Oh, Real Big Fish? Is that who it is? I don't know. I don't know. That's when they play the Papa Roach, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Is that that, Real Big Big Fish? I I think it was Real Big
1: Fish, but I think what happened was that was one of those when K-Rock used to have those secret shows. uh, And then they, they had them play there. So there was like all these like fake, you know, scoff fans or whatever, K Rock fans that were there. And then Papa wasn't big yet. And then so like Papa played right after and was like destroying their pit was like so crazy because they're like pushing all those kids. And <laughs> that was I think we game. saw Zebrahead
0: in the same way. Like they were on one of those kind of K Rock sponsored things. Zebrahead.
1: Too. <laughs> Got a Game Line Kobe. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned well, about Tool, really Ben, fun. because
0: Tool. Um,
1: i heard that like they had blonde redhead recently on the tour and wait mm-hmm. i guess maynard likes to choose bands who are a little bit different than them but like what mm-hmm. he likes though and that's like uh, something that he like he'll take bands like that on tour but i kind of feel like one of these days it's going to get him in trouble I feel. <laughs> it's not going to be like a matching band <laughs> right <laughs> like, like the malvins probably
0: man this has been this has been great like just talking about music I missed it we took a week off and I missed it so yeah, we'll be back again next week and I don't think we're going to go to the 80s we're going to bypass the 80s and just get back to what we do and yeah looking right. forward to it
1: we're, al- we're almost at the end of the season man let's do some um, right. something live man let's go live let's do it live
0: <laughs> I think we're going to do something live if we do we will announce it and let you guys know For beforehand sure. so that maybe you guys can get on and join in conversation or the argumentation.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good man. Can't wait.
0: Alright man. So um I will see you next week.